0: Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to one of my favorite hours of the week. It's called The Forbes Factor. It's my weekly radio show slash podcast. I'm not quite sure the difference, uh, but I do know that we live on lots of platforms, could be heard everywhere, and we always appreciate your comments. So if you're listening to this live, we are getting towards the end of 2023. Man, I've been doing this show for about 10 years. It's fascinating because it little feels like Groundhog Day. Every time I get to the end of the year, the new year, uh, but this is a very, a very, it's been a very blessed year, and I'm going to take this show and devote it to teaching a lesson that I think is essential for everyone. Whether you're in business or you're not in business, doesn't much matter to me. It's called pitching. It's the art and the skill of communication, of getting what's in your head, in your heart, out through your mouth to other people's ears. Uh, And if you're watching me on my live Facebook, I just literally did that demo touching my heart, my head, and my ears. I'm a little goofy. Uh, But if you do like seeing my face, um, because I hope I have a face for television, not just radio, uh, you can always pop over to my Facebook channel, my own page. And I have all of my shows there. And I just, I love doing this. But I also started in radio. So I have no problem pretending that I'm actually talking to you guys. Um, However, I'm going to be drawing a, a description of something. So if you really want to get the most impactful uh, experience of this podcast, I would check the date, which is 11-29-2023, and find the corresponding visual, because it's pretty cool. So I'm going to draw, but I'm going to talk and describe everything to you no matter what. So <clears throat> feet on the ground, rub your hands, go, ah, I'm in the room with Forbes Riley. This is so cool. Yeah. All right. So In business, one of the biggest issues is not you or your product or your productivity skills or the fact that you haven't mastered Instagram, but how do you get customers, how do you get your idea into other people's hands? And I have a very, very, very unique concept that I've never heard anyone else teach. And I'm going to ask you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this process. Because once you nail it, I believe life is better. I believe that we operate on what we want. And so if we can get more of what we want, life is better. And the, one of the ways that Zig Ziglar, the great motivational speaker, said, the way to get what you want is to give other people what they want. And it's a very specific, I think, never heard never heard of before concept. And maybe it's the reason they call me the queen of pitch. And just to be clear, I came around in a time during infomercials and live home shopping when it just launched. And I have generated in my career – over two and a half billion dollars in product. And if that doesn't stop the room for a second, I'm not a millionaire. It's about a billion dollars of sales, of products, of campaigns, of pitches that I have written and reconstructed for people. And I've gone into CEOs and sales teams and corporations and completely revamped the way they communicate to the world. It has been extraordinary. I wouldn't trade what I do. I would trade a little bit. And I made, because here's one thing that I want. I want an Oscar. I believe I just said that out loud. I've wanted an Oscar since I was a little girl. And I really wanted it. And it's now becoming a little, you know, if you don't do it soon, Forbes, uh, Olympia Dukakis, I think won her Oscar at 65. So, or started acting at 65 or some ridiculous number. And, you know, so does Morgan Freeman started his career at 50. I've always just loved the entertainment industry. I grew up watching and Believing that I was in those movies or in those TV series and that Bewitched and the Addams Family and F Troop and Here Come the Brides were all real. I had a very awkward, weird childhood and I loved television. I loved acting and I loved award shows. Like it was my, I would look forward to the Oscars every year. And I always had my, my hairbrush, I had my acceptance speeches, I watched all the movies, I knew all the actors' names. I don't know why it's so important to me, but in the same vein, my husband watches football and he knows the name of every running back and cornerback and quarterback and, I know, corner. I know the difference between quarterback and cornerback. I'm not a football fan like he is, but he knows statistics that are just make me crazy. I know that about actors and producers and the art of movies. <clears throat> the thing about I love about movies more than anything, just like books, <clears throat> is there's a legacy factor. They outlive mm-hmm. us. You can watch a movie that was in black and white. In fact, I remember when I was in college, I was studying film. I think one of the very first movies ever made was in 1905, and it was a ballerina story and very crude, but still had a massive impact on me. And I just love them. <clears throat> then when I was 16 years old, because of my ability to pitch, I got invited to the Oscars. It was the 50th annual Oscars. I will never forget this. Bob Hope was the MC. My dear friend and romance partner, Fred Astaire, some of you don't even know who that is, was there. He performed that night. Woody Allen was there. <coughs> John Travolta had just done Staying Alive. I got to kiss John Travolta on the cheek. As a 16-year-old <coughs> wearing a really cute hand-me-down bridesmaids dress, <coughs> sorry, sorry. This is one of the highlights of my life. And I will forever talk about this because it was a highlight. And then I got to kiss him again at the premiere of look who's talking again on the cheek, nothing romantic, but I was a huge fan of of this man who was dancing in the movies. I wanted to be a dancer and I can tell you stories all day long. Now, what's very funny about this broadcast right now, sorry, is that Shelly Pinsky just arrived on the show. She's watching in the audience and Shelly is a great singer performer. And she's one of my inspirations that maybe I just finally get over whatever silly fears that I might have and do my one woman show uh, talking about my life. I've done three one woman shows. One was Lily Tomlin wrote and produced it. And two, I did on my own. I haven't done that in decades. So if you guys give me enough, like, okay, Forbes, you can do it. You can do it. But let's Sorry, I have a moment here. I just have to take a sip. Can you tell them I'm very excited about today's show? I normally get excited when I have fantastic guests, but today, I guess the people watching on Facebook are my guests, and I am here to spill my heart and to turn you onto something that I know. I know that you just don't know. So, here we go. Let's get to the art and science of pitching, and then I will talk about how I want an Oscar. Is it going to be for a documentary? Is it going to be for an acting role? <laughs> but I think that needs to be my focus. I also used to just treasure people who were, it's called the EGOT. They win an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony and an Oscar. Is that how that works? Yeah. There's only like eight performers in the history of, of the, all of entertainment that have gotten all of those because they're that multi-talented. Uh, it's a crazy, you know, you know why I stopped acting for a while was because I just wasn't making enough money to raise my family. And as a single mom with two kids, uh, I really wanted to ensure that they had the best of all worlds. And so I focused on making money and a career. And along that line, I am grateful because as I teach a lot of my students now, I have over 18,000 students. I teach them that while the money's nice, if you're a professional or you're a coach or you're in business, you know what you really want? Yes, you want emails. Yes, you want credit cards. Yes, you want investors. I really want to thank you. I want the person on the other side of the table to go, thank you. Thank you for over delivering. Thank you for supplying what I asked for. Thank you for being diligent. Thank you for changing my life. I love those because I'm going to tell you if you cannot take it with you, what do you get to take with you? The legacy of those that you help, that you enlighten, empower, engage, and maybe even employ. But just that's so very important to me. And I will tell you that what happens when you change your attitude and your energy, the people that you attract also completely change. So I think if the, you're brittle and you're so busy selling people that you're possibly unhappy because you didn't make your quota that day, and that's, what you had to, you know, that's one reason I don't work for, my, for other people. I don't want that to be. Yeah, we have quotas and KPIs and minimums and things like that, but at the end of the day, how many people did you truly help? What difference did you really make in someone else's life? And if you judge your own life by that, I believe you will be happier. And at the end of the game, for me, it was always about happiness. So I've got a blank paper, a blank pad here, and I'm gonna propose a question. You've got an idea, a product or a service, and you're ready to launch it or ready to grow it, maybe an ebook, maybe an online course. What do you do? Well, <clears throat> when you say that to me, I see your idea and I go, okay, how do we equate that to money? How do we really get you? Because money is the indicator. It's not only energy, but it tells you if people want what you have. So for example. I wrote a book. I've written lots of books. This one, I, I love this book so much. It's called The Candy Witch, and it really is about <clears throat> how I, when as a fitness professional, have two beautiful little twins who brought home an inordinate amount of candy from Halloween, and I'm a bit of a overeater. I certainly was. But if you put the right candy in front of me, and that could be Reese's Pieces, a hundred thousand dollar bar, a kiss. Yeah, I love kisses um, a score bar, which maybe you don't know, but it's my favorite candy with toffee. You put that anywhere within my distance <clears throat> and you don't have a price tag to it. And what do I mean by that? I could go to the local CVS and buy any of those candies for a dollar. I don't do that. But if the candy happens to be sitting in a bowl on my dining room table in the middle of the night, I hear eat me. Come on, Forbes. You want to, you want to Reese's pieces. Come on, eat me. And I'm like, and I'll get up and I'll eat it and I'll feel guilty afterwards and I hated life. I said, wait a second, I have to shift this. So in typical Forbes Riley fashion, I love to find solutions to problems. I wrote a book about it, about the candy witch who's a lot like the tooth fairy, who takes your candy and leaves you money in exchange for that. Uh, I used to tell the story for years with my kids. I told it to their friends. I got invited to high schools and college and just to talk about the story. And then I finally, a couple of years ago, had someone help me illustrate the book, it's beautiful. I love it. It just got up on Amazon this year. And you know how many I've sold? 18. Yeah, 18 books. Now, why have I only sold 18? Because I put no time and energy into pitching it or really getting it out there because I'm growing my other company. And you can only focus on one thing at a time, guys. I got to tell you, try putting your, your feet in two different cars that go in different directions. You will split up the middle. So I wrote it, I produced it, I got it out there. I love it, but I've done zero marketing and I've had zero sales. Not a great thing, right? Is that a failure? No, not really. It's if I had focused on it, it would change. So you need to understand if no one's buying what you're doing, it's not a business, it's a hobby. And so Candy Witch has been one of the longest hobbies I've ever had. And I promise you, at some point in the next year or two for for Halloween, it will blow up and it will be amazing. But right now, it's a hobby. All right. So you've got this idea. We want to turn it into money. I view that as a lot like somebody who says, look, I'm in L.A. right now, which is on the west coast of the United States, and I want to go to New York City. I want to go see a Broadway show. Well, that's great. That's a 3,000-mile difference. In order to get from L.A. to New York, how are you going to do it? You can take a plane, right? Well, that's expensive. All right, maybe you want to take a bicycle. That's a little time-consuming. Oh, wait, you could walk. Yeah, that'll take you forever. Maybe a train, but not in this country. They don't really run that reliably. Or you could what? you could drive a car. Okay. So let's decide that you're going to drive a car. It's an affordable idea to get from point A to point B. I'm going to use this amazing analogy to show you something. So I'm going to draw a handy dandy. You want to go to Facebook just to see the artistry of why Picasso had nothing to worry about when it came to my art abilities, because I just drew you a very beautiful blue car. There's the steering wheel. There's the seat, little door to get in. There's your little thing, your headline in the front. And what does a car need to go? Well, this is what this whole analogy is built on. It's called the cargo, s <laughs> cargo. All right. All right, I'm not gonna have any more, not needing silly more jokes. So here we go. Here's one wheel, here's two wheels, and behind there's four wheels, okay? I'm gonna break out how a pitch for you to get from point A to point B is just like having a car. Are you ready? Now, here's my suggestion to you. You can do one of two things. Grab a, pen, grab a piece of paper and a pen, play along with me because this will, un- it will in- absolutely help you in terms of your pitching. Or you can go to www.ultimatepitchformula and you can download the workbook that I have and take the course. It's a whole lot of fun. But I'm going to give you a whole lot of information right here. So the first thing when you're looking at the car is you notice you need wheels, right? That's what makes a car go or it's one of the things that makes it go. And I like to look at the wheels and I like to divide them into three parts, okay? And in those three parts, we have the who, the what, the how, and the when. And when you figure this out, we call this the hub, okay? The hub just means what is your product? What does it do? Is it similar to something else that's in the market? That's one wheel. That's the one wheel most people pitch on. They pitch on one wheel of a car. How far is that going to go? And I got to tell you guys, I take pitches every day from lots of people, and I am bored out of my mind by most of them because they only give me one or two wheels. If you watch Shark Tank, you only get one or two wheels. The ones that win have all four wheels, but the ones that don't, it's because they couldn't answer all the questions. So think about your product or your service. What is it? What niche is it in? What's its competition? That's one wheel. Now, why you? Why are you doing this product? So I could give you an analogy. Um, Again, you can't see this on radio, but I have a fitness product that I created that, by the way, I've sold 2.2 million of. So while Candy Witch is sitting there, I did very well on my, my Spin Gym. And Spin Gym is a handheld fitness device made out of three pieces of metal and a lot of ingenuity to make these exercises work. I just think it's the most brilliant fitness product ever. And I will stand by that as a National Fitness Hall of Fame inductee that I know what I'm talking about. So when you go to pitch this thing, I could tell you that it's three pieces of metal and a string, but right now you're not that compelled to buy it, right? Because I'm missing some elements of the pitch. So one of the other elements of the pitch is why me? Why am I pitching Spin Gym? I could be pitching anything, anywhere. We all could, but I'm going to tell you the story of why it's important to me. See, my mom was overweight most of my life, 260 pounds. She always wore a muumuu, never went swimming or bicycle riding or roller skating or all the things my sister and I loved to do because she couldn't get out of her own body. She didn't exercise and she ate not great food. So I made a vow to myself that I was going to be in the health and wellness area. So nobody suffered like she did. But there was one day where I got her to the door of a health club. I bought her a membership and she wouldn't even go in. And she said, and she's crying. And I'm so sad, like, why why are you crying? I bought you a membership. I can afford it. And she said, look, they're going to make fun of me in there. I don't know what to do. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. And she went home. And it was at that moment, I was in my mid-20s. And I said to myself, wow, if I could do something for my mom and anybody who's stuck at home, who feels intimidated by the gym, I'm going to do that. I'm going to find something. And I set out on a very long quest. It took me the next 22 years to find what I was looking for. But I did. And when I found it, I knew it, and I created it, and I I gave a focus to it like I have never done in my life before. I pushed in all my chips. I mortgaged my house. I mortgaged my kids' education. I said, this is my thing. Well, it's now been 12 years. I did sell a couple of million of them, and life is good. I got to tell you something. But I spent 20 years finding it. So, So it's not the easiest of journeys, but the point is I did find it. That's a compelling story of why I'm committed to a spin gym, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. And and all of you have something that you're committed to. And it's very important to understand that. So that is just part of the hub. Now, this is a bit of my secret sauce. Don't tell anybody. One of the things that you want to do as part of your wheel and part of the hub is what keeps all four wheels together. So there's the two other wheels back there. And I'm going to tell you what keeps all four of your wheels together it's what I call the drive train. Yeah. And I have a thing that I do. I tell pitchers all the time to stop telling people what they need. Because this is what you do. When you've got a great product or a great service, you can't wait to run out there and go, oh my God, everybody needs my vitamin. Everybody needs my real estate course. Everybody needs my spin gym. And the truth is, they might. But if you use the word need, you shut them all down. This moment you tell somebody what they need, they're like, you know about me, but, and this is a big, but my secret is getting them to want what you have to want. What you have is the secret sauce of pitching. So if I'm going to talk about my spin gym, I'm going to say to you, Hey guys, let me ask you a quick question. When you lift up your arm and you feel the bottom of it with your other hand, the back of that tricep, is it wiggly jiggly? Is it kind of saggy? Is it soft? Maybe you don't have time to go to the gym. You haven't lifted a dumbbell and it, you don't feel so confident when you wear a strappy dress or you take your shirt off or you're at the beach. Oh, you got a problem. What if I told you my favorite solution to that problem is five minutes a day for three weeks? Tell me that you're interested right now. I know you are. You're like, yeah, all right. What, what was she talking about? I didn't say the name of the product. I said, yeah, got you interested. I got you to want to listen to what I'm talking about. Now you're in my world. And I said to you, look, for less than $40, like a, less than two couple of Starbucks, you can have a fitness product that you hold in your hand. It's completely portable. You can take it anywhere. But this little gadget thing It pulls from 40 pounds of resistance up to 24 pounds of resistance. You give me five minutes, just five minutes. I know you have five minutes, three times a day, three times a day. You pick it up five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes before that. And you do that for three weeks. You know what happens to almost everyone's arms? They look tighter. They look more toned. They burn some fat. And it was what, 15 minutes out of your entire day? Come on. Tell me if you don't want that. You want something that's that easy, that simple, that fun. And what happens is the person listening to me, like I think you were doing right now, is like, you know, I've got 15 minutes a day. I, I want that. I want to look sexier. I want confidence in my body. By the way, who doesn't want that? And I would tell you to go to www.shopforbesreiley.com. And the beautiful part is my little spin gym comes in pink and purple and black and silver and green and gold Pick your favorite color, give one away for the holidays, and have a blast. That's a really good pitch because I know that if you just listen to everything I said, you're thinking, I should at least go check this out. I got it. What is the craze? What is everybody cheering about and loving Forbes Riley for this spin gym, right? In fact, the other big bonus right now that we have going on is we have a free class every morning at 9 a.m. for about 15 minutes. We change different instructors, and I got to tell you, it's free on Zoom, 100% interactive. You just need a spin gym. If you could go to a 15 minute class every day or whenever you want to, that's free. Would you go? My question is, why wouldn't you go? And that's the architecture of a pitch. So what I did was I figured out what something that bothers you is confidence about taking off your shirt. The winter's coming or a fancy dress party is coming. You just want to look better. Everybody wants to look better. And that's part of what I call the drivetrain. It's what keeps all of the wheels together. All right. So that is step number 1 in my beautiful ultimate pitch formula. I'm going to go to my second step. And this is a thing that most people don't realize. We call it febit. Ooh, there's a little febit. Ooh, febit. What the heck is a febit? Anybody have an idea what a febit is? Febit is my shorthand for features and benefits. Now, in the world of sales, we talk that features tell and benefits sell. What does that mean? Well, if you can identify what you, what you do and what it does for someone else, that person is liable to be intrigued. This is what I see most people do. They find an object or a product. Here, I got a, a pair of glasses here, right? Okay, sell me these glasses. Now, I will tell you, what I'm teaching is essential to be able to talk about your product and make a sale. I can go on home shopping on live television in front of up to 85 million people. And it doesn't matter to me what product you give me. I know I did it for for uh, two, almost three decades. Here, here's your product and you get 20 minutes to talk about it. If I gave you a pair of glasses, just a pair of glasses, could you talk about them for 20 minutes and sell between two and $5,000 a minute? Because by the way, if you don't sell that well, you don't get to go back on the network. Ooh, baby, baby. All right, so that's how I discovered a lot of these little secrets, tips, and tricks. So for example, let's start with some features and benefits. A feature of these is that the hinges go both ways. Okay, the cool thing about the hinges going both ways, they're not very easy to break. They're very, very durable because I don't know about you, but I take them off, I put them on my head. My old glasses used to just snap, one feature. Now the features, what color are they? These are this kind of sexy maroon red. They're not a bright cherry red, but they're a red that I think looks sophisticated, goes with any outfit. And so that, what did I just do? I told you the feature is red, the benefit is it's sexy. Is it really? It is in my world. Okay, another feature of these is that they've got progressive lenses. Ooh, what does that mean? It's not just one pair of reading glasses. It means that when you put these on, if you look down, you can see close up. If you look up through there, you can see a little bit further away. That means you only need one pair of glasses to do two jobs. What does that mean? That means that you save money. Oh, speaking of money, the cool thing about these glasses is that when you go to purchase them, it's not just to buy one. See, if I go to buy a pair of reading glasses, especially progressive ones, they're going to be $25, $45 at a CVS or a pharmacy or or Target, wherever I happen to find them. But as a special, we've got three different pairs of these for the exact same price. So the feature is the price is a third of what you would be paying. The benefit is you can get three pairs. And if you're like me, you leave one by the bed table, one in your purse, and one at your desk. Boom! Feature benefit. We we figured out a problem that somebody has. One pair of glasses doesn't do it. You need a couple of them for reading. Boom! Now you've got three of them. Come on, guys, are you playing along with me here? So feature benefit, and then I could go on and on. Um, I would if I was if I had a if I was selling this particular product, I would put it on my face and I go, "Wow! You know what's great about this is the nose curvature." is very, very soft and malleable. And what happens, what they recommend is that you take a hairdryer and that you heat that up for a second, put it onto your face, push down for one, two, three, and all of a sudden your glasses are perfectly conformed to fit your face. Feature is they're customizable. The benefit is they're more comfortable. The feature is that as they're comfortable, the benefit is you wear them longer and you will save your eyesight. Oh my gosh, we just went through most people don't even think to do this. Then I would talk about the quality of the plastic. I would talk about the quality of the lens. I would talk about the kind of lens in manufacture. I could go on and on about a pair of glasses, not because I'm smart, but well, maybe I am, but because I'm using the ultimate pitch formula. All right. So that's a pretty good example of Febit. Now, the next thing, and this I don't think I'm going to have time to teach a whole lot more. I hope you guys are enjoying this. If you do enjoy this, share this episode with somebody that you love, make sure that you subscribe and say, Hey, I love this. I want more of this Forbes. I love when you teach, especially my favorite subject, which is pitching communication and just freaking getting what you want. (laughs) Who wouldn't love that? Right. Okay. So the next thing in this, this cavalcade of, of how do you get other people to want what you have is a little secret that I call assumption. Now, In today's day and age, people don't like to make assumptions because odds are you're going to be wrong. It became very confusing to me when people's genders became not easy to figure out. And here's a couple of things that you'll never get is that you'll never understand how much money somebody has. So you have to be very, very careful about the assumptions that you make about other people. But let me just do a rundown of things that you can easily assume. Can you assume the height of somebody? Yeah. You pretty much look at them and go, you're really tall. You're really short. You're really average. You just know the height. It's, that's the easiest assumption to make. But the cool thing in my world is if you know that assumption, you can base your pitch on it because the coolest thing about it, my assumption teachings and guys, let me tell you something Forbes, why are you teaching all this? Why, why aren't you charging the thousands of dollars that you, you charge? Because it's not about the teaching. You can read how to swim in a book, but I throw you in the ocean. You ain't going nowhere. So if I teach you all this and you don't practice it and you don't get some coaching, you've got knowledge is not going to make any difference. You know, I grew up as a magician. You can go to any magic, you can go to any YouTube and find out the secret behind doing a magic trick. But I dare you to perform that trick. Now, as a working magician, and I still do my magic tricks, not only do you need to understand it, but you need to understand why it works for you. You need to create the pattern. You need to do the implementation, and then you need to practice a lot. So me telling you these things is going to make your head explode. Light bulbs are going to go off and you go, wow, I wish I'd known this. But if you don't implement it, it won't make any difference in your business, which is why I still do live classes and I still do live coaching and I still do one-on-one coaching. Depending on what you want from me and how much I can help you, I love, love, love doing this because what did I say my motivation was? Money's nice. I have a lot of money. Money's great. I work really, really hard to make money. What I want now is I want unending thank yous. And today I taught three classes. I got a lot of energy, and it just lights my fire. I don't personally know what the word retire means. I guess if you have a pension, you retire to be able to collect that kind of money. But retiring, what would I retire from? Teaching, igniting people. In fact, one of the biggest issues as is we're thinking about the holidays is going on vacation. You know what Forbes Riley hates doing? sitting on a beach and doing nothing, man. I just, I, I can do it for 20 minutes. I can sit in a little bit of sun. I can play in the water. And then I'm like, I got to do something. And the next thing you know, I'm teaching a spin gym class in the local hut over there to the people who were at the club. That's what I do. In fact, I am so creative about that, that I decided many years ago to combine my passions. I love to travel. I do love sitting. I love being at the beach. I love romantic sunsets but I also love teaching what I know, doing spin gym class, getting people to, to do fun games. I love playing improv. I love doing theater. I love performing. That's, you don't need a vacation from that. When your life is so wonderful, what do you need a vacation from? I think vacations were designed for people who work for other people in boring butt jobs. Oh God. I go every Monday, I go from nine to five. I you don't get paid for overtime. I get a half hour for lunch. I need a vacation. I live on vacation, guys. I live in St. Pete. I live on the beach. I have a boat. I, life is it's good. If it's good, I don't want a vacation from it. I just want to experience and travel more. So hopefully I may go, wow, you know, if you sell enough stuff, you get to live on vacation. My new t-shirt. Sell enough stuff, live on vacation. All right. So back to assumptions. One of the problems when people pitch, or when maybe when you've pitched, is that you wrote this pitch. You thought about it. You laid it all out. And then you go to pitch somebody, but they're not your ideal customer. In fact, I have a huge war going on with people who teach the avatar. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, an avatar is quote unquote, not in the movie, avatars are big and blue, but in the world of sales, an avatar is your ideal customer. And what companies will have you do, oh, I want to hit my head here. What they'll have you do is give this person a name. So my perfect avatar, her name is Emily. She is 54 years old. She likes green tea, sometimes does Starbucks, has a mixed poodle Labrador, has two children who are grown, is excited about having a grand. I go down the list of who I think Emily is. She's my ideal spin gym customer. But then I look at my customers and I have people from 17 to 77, many of whom are men. Many of them are not named Emily. And I don't know what they drink. So part of me appreciates knowing exactly who your customer is, and it's a proven science. I just hate it. I really do. What I would prefer to do, and what I've done my entire career to $2.5 billion, is to look at the person, look at the situation, and tailor my pitch to make them, at that moment, my perfect avatar. So, If I'm believing that my avatar is Emily at 54, and I run into a a 62-year-old guy, what do you do? Well, if you use the avatar system, you shut down and you start blah, 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 sounding like an idiot because you weren't prepared for that. I'm gonna prepare you for that. So if I'm looking at a 62-year-old guy, I'm gonna say, well, these are all the assumptions I'm gonna make. What does his waistline look like? Is he a fit, trim guy who goes to the gym, obviously? But he's 62, I get that. Or is he a guy with a big round belly and maybe a little bit of a red nose? Maybe he likes his alcohol and he doesn't think doesn't want to go to the gym. But is he very tall and maybe he played sports in college? Does he have a wedding ring on? Is he single married, divorced widower? You don't know that you're just making these assumptions because if I'm pitching spin Jim to him, I have to think about what he wants versus what Emily wants. Emily at 54 wants to look super hot because she really wants to divorce from her husband and find her second husband. And so she's got to keep her body in shape. And so I'm going to make sure that she looks, and I'm going to use the word looking sexy in an evening dress or confident at the beach. Those are her trigger words. But I'm looking at Raymond over here, who's 65, who's got a little bit of a belly, but he looks like he must've been physical at some point. Good looking, put together guy, button down shirt, jeans fit nice. Nice. He's wearing loafers, not sneakers. Mm, what does that say about him? He's got a really big ring on one hand and no wedding ring on the other. Wow. Interesting. So what do I say to him to want him to spinge him? Well, I might say, hey, you know what? When you're I, I talk to married couples all the time and they just stop caring, but I'll tell you if you're a single person and you're look, cause I might want to ask him about the relationship gently. If you're in the market looking for somebody new, I got to tell you, everybody likes somebody who's athletic and fit and not feeling old. One of the cool things about spin gym is it gives you energy. Oh, his ears perk up because it's 65. His grandkids have said, grandpa, you don't have enough energy. He's like, Oh, I would like some more energy. And whether he's looking for a new partner, or he's looking to just keep up with his grandkids. Oh, or I might notice that he's wearing a golf emblem and say, you know, do you play golf? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the craziest things about spin gym when it comes to golfers, they tell me that their swing improves because it, it's about arm and hand muscle and shoulder coordination. Spin gym brilliant for that. I'm not saying that to Emily. She doesn't even play golf. But if you just noticed, all of a sudden my pitch sounds custom. Sounds personalized. And I did it so easily because of the system. I'm still going to go back to the same features and benefits that Spin Gym has. It's still lightweight and portable, but it's lightweight and portable that you can put it in your golf bag. So when your other buddies are playing, you can at least keep warm. Notice it didn't change. For Emily, if you're sitting at the doctor's office with your parents and you're just a little bored and you just want to make sure you're going to stay in shape because you couldn't go to the gym that day because you're a caregiver. Notice what changed. It wasn't the features or benefits. It's still compact and portable, right? They still have an issue. They don't have the time to go to a gym. Same Febbit, but what's different is my assumption about who they are and what, what they want out of this. And it's, it's so insanely effective that it, I, sometimes I feel guilty. I really do because people just want it so fast that it doesn't feel like I'm pitching, doesn't feel like I'm selling and that's what I want for you to understand as you are in this pitch game. One of my favorite places to pitch a spin gym. And I, guys, spin gym sells for $40, $45 maybe. I don't need your $40. I really don't. That's not why I do it. I do it because I love the pitch. I love to see the yes. I love to see how quickly I can get a yes. And that's my personal game, okay? So one of the games I play, <laughs> I shouldn't tell you all my secrets, should I? <laughs> I, one of my personal secrets is I, we travel a lot. Joshua and I were playing. We were on five planes two weeks ago. Five. Yeah, it was a lot of planes. Um, I, so we travel a lot, easily once a week, once every other week on a plane. And I travel on Southwest. It's my airline of preference here in this country, primarily because it's the two bags free and it's the flexible. I've sometimes changed one airline ticket 30 times. Uh, I would book it. I would get a thing. I would have to go here. I'd have to go there. I want it earlier. They never charge me to change my ticket and I can do it online. If I used a regular legacy airline and churn changed my ticket 30 times, they charge you $200 every time you change it. Let's see, 30 times two would be $6,000 of change fees I would have had to endure. So that's one reason I love my little Southwest. And the second is, and this is just crazy silly, is that Joshua travels with me almost everywhere we go. And he gets on a plane as my companion for $5.60. If you want to know how to do that, reach out to ForbesRiley.com. And I'm going to put a little training on how to have your best friend, husband, or kid travel with you for $5.60. It's the most insane thing. I love it. And maybe I shouldn't tell too many people because then they'll stop doing it. Other things I don't like about the airline, yeah, the whole way they do the seating, it's crazy. But so to my point is they also don't have assigned seating. So because I travel so much, I'm one of the first people to board. Now, here's a funny thing. If you don't board airplanes, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but let me explain. When you get on an airplane, uh, there's a couple of seats that are preferential. Joshua loves the extra leg room because he's tall uh, at the emergency row. Well, that's what everybody wants. So if you're first on the plane and the steward, the flight attendant, one of them stands at the very front of the plane and one of them stands in the middle by the emergency doors, okay? Making sure that the right people because if you're underage or if you're uh, pre-boarder, you're not allowed to sit there. So it was one of the first people I'll walk on and the flight attendant is always standing there. And Joshua, he boards a little bit later. Don't ask me why. So I get there. I'm one of the only people on the plane, certainly nobody else in the middle of the plane. And I take out my little spin gym because I also want to make sure that I'm continually burning calories and and staying fit. And I will just do this like five times, right? Back and forth. The flight attendant, it's it's like magic. It's like she read my script. will say, wow, what are you doing? Well, if she's asking me, what am I doing? She wants something. She wants to know what I'm doing. And so if I tell her at that moment, I'm fulfilling her want. If I just took out a spin gym and I said, hey, you want to see this? She's not ready to hear it just yet. So I, I have another solution for that. I will save that for another day. But so right now she said, well, what, what is that? Oh, and I will say, very surprised, you've not heard of a spingem. And then I will say, give me your thumbs. I will put it on her thumbs, and I will make her do it, and oh my gosh, here's what happens. Nine out of ten times, like clockwork. She will say to me, "Whoa!" she or he will say, "This is really cool. I can totally feel this." And then I don't say a word. This is the other thing about pitching. When the other person's pitching for you, shut up. So I will go, aha, really? Yeah." And then she'll say... I could imagine, and if she doesn't say, I said, where can you imagine doing this? But she's like, wow, you know, we travel so much. We stay overnight in hotels or I'm in the back of the airplane with nothing to do. I would love to be able to get this. How do I get one? Do you know what it feels like when somebody says to you as a a product pusher, how do I get one? That means I didn't sell her anything. I have 10 of them in my bag. I always travel them with my bag. I'm like, here, just give me, you know, cash is fine, credit card, whatever you need. And they're like, oh my God. And then here's the next thing that she does. Hey, Marge, come here. You got to try this. The next thing you know, the three flight attendants, and they're still boarding, are like, oh my God, I want to try this. Now, the bonus of what I do, and I know it's just, it's how I amuse myself, and I'm just letting you share this, is that while she's doing this, people are boarding the plane. So people are walking past her. She's the authority on the plane, and she's spin-gymming, and we're laughing, and we're giggling, and they're looking at it, and they don't know. We don't say anything. Just kind of looking at it, right? Some people are more curious. Don't say anything. I've made a sale or two. And sometimes I've had them call the pilot out. Now, this has always been a lot of, Mike please don't call the pilot out of the cockpit right now. Let him do what he's doing. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a plane to fly. But I've had pilots come out of cockpits to spin him. Well, so now here's the little icing on the cake for me. And for you, if you want to help me sell spin gyms, it's a lot of fun. I, can, I usually sell all 10 of them. It's like candy. It's like giving out candy to kids at a party. So I will get up because about an hour into the flight, what do I have to do? I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, I will get out of my seat. Now imagine this. There are 300 people on a plane. I'm in the middle. So I'm going to walk past about 150 of them. There's nobody else walking. There's nothing else to look at on a plane. You've been sitting there for an hour. You're bored, right? So I'm going to walk down and I am physically playing with my spin gym. Now, the truth is I'm doing it because I want to walk. Not get a blood clot, get my body moving and spin gym. It's a very personal thing that I'm really doing. But those people who notice what this was when they walked on, this is what they will do. They're like, oh, hey, they'll look up at me going, what is that thing? And then I will say, oh, you never saw it. Come here, give me your thumbs. Then a whole bunch of people, like 50, saw me, the only person standing up in the aisle, give them my spin gym. And you know what happens? Planes are kind of quiet that one person usually goes, oh my God, I can totally feel this. Oh, you should feel this. The next thing you know, my spin gym is being passed around the plane. Everyone's like, hey, do you have one? And I've sold out spin gyms. Now, I don't know about you, but if you do the math, if spin gyms are $40 a piece and I sell 10 of them, that's pretty much a, an airline ticket and coach. Really? So like I said, I don't need to do it. I just think it's the funniest thing ever. I've recorded myself doing it. I, and, and it's just, It's an absolute joy, guys. If you've got a product or a service, don't you want it in other people's hands? That is why you do what you do, hopefully, and you make money in the process, and then everyone's happy. Literally, when I walk off the airplane, like, "Oh my God, Forbes, we love you!" That's my thank you. So maybe that's why I take so many planes. I like the thank yous that I get on airplanes. Do you get do you get thank yous on airplanes? Do Do you even notice any of the things that I just talked about, or am I just living in my own world? I have a lot of people watching the show right now live on. Facebook, I would love to hear your comments. Is this the silliest story I've ever told? Um, are you enjoying my little, my little automobile with the hub, my Febit, my assumptions? And if you want to understand how we sell more, sell more to earn more, go to www, uh, ultimate pitch formula. And my whole training course lives there and happy. And I teach it live at the moment. Uh, but I, those are three of the six steps that we do. There are three more very valuable steps. And in the time remaining, I think I have about 10 minutes left. Let me touch on one that I think again is rather unique to the Forbes Riley world. And that is your ability to connect to your own story. Now this is a funny thing about pitching. When most people pitch, I don't hear anything about them. I hear just product. Now I have a little secret message for you guys, not a joke. Come July, we did this last year, we're doing it again. We are giving out six $50,000 prizes for a two-minute on Zoom pitch. Yeah, yeah, you heard that right, $50,000. There's six competitors per round, one wins the money, okay? And I really, really want you to hear me. Uh, It's produced by David Meltzer. It's called The Two-Minute Drill. I was a guest host and judge this last round, and I was shocked. I was shocked at, this is what I teach. I teach people to be brilliant on Zoom. I'm watching these contestants. Some of them were okay. None of them, and don't get upset, but none of them were exceptional because they don't practice this. They didn't even know how to really pitch on Zoom, but my students do. If you're one of mine, you know what to do. And I'm gonna say that we're gonna up the up because it's on television. Even if you don't win, your product still got to be on TV. Ooh, does this sound intriguing? Yeah, go to ForbesRiley.com, check me out, or you say hi on on Facebook. Get just at least, you know what you should do at the very least. Become part of my um my newsletter completely free. If you go to Forbes Factor Friday, uh it's a free newsletter and i will be giving you all the information in fact every week for free we give out tons of information are you somebody who loves ai yeah my team does extensive ai research and every single week we are popping some 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 company that just emerged That will help you do whatever from organizing your emails to being a professional uh, assistant to helping to answer your Facebook messages to writing stories for you. AI is the thing to do. And my team is staying very current on that. So that's one of the many things we offer in our newsletter. We also offer students of the week. We highlight people all the time. We promote people. And at the very least, come July, you want, well, you don't want to wait till July. You want to understand how to pitch well before that. Because if I told you that you could possibly win $50,000, on a pitch two minute, I want to do the competition. I'm like, I don't think you need to pay me as a judge. I just want to pitch. I'll out pitch. <laughs> just kidding. All right. So I was a little shocked because most people, this is what they do. I mean, I, I probably hear two to three pitches a day, almost every day of my entire life, because everyone wants me to either invest or take their product on home shopping or create an infomercial about it. And they'll just start talking and they'll start to bore Well, they'll focus on the product only. You know, Forbes, the product does this, 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 this. I'm like, okay, good for you. Who's the audience? Why do I want to do it? Here's a big thing to understand. When you go to somebody to invest in your company, your product, they don't care about the product. If you're coming to me with an investment, and I don't mean to be rude or harsh, but it's business. You come to me and you want to, oh, Forbes, let me tell you all about my product and what we do and why we do it. That's great. You know what I care about as an investor? When am I going to see my money back? Oh yeah. So what I would prefer, and what I think almost every investor is, to when you lay out the table, going, "Let's go start here, guys. Here's the risk. Here's the reward. Here's what I'm looking for, and here's why I think this will be wildly effective. If then, and only then, does the person say, "Okay, tell me more." Do you start talking about the other things? Uh, years ago, I had uh, a friend call. I love helping people. This kid called me. He was like 19 years old. And he said, hey, so-and-so, you know, uh, recommended, said that you would listen to my pitch. I'm like, sure. He said, well, can I meet you in person? And I'm like, why would you need to meet me in person to do your pitch? Just do it on Zoom. It's fine. I can just see you. Well, no, my teacher said that I have to see, I have to be there in person. I said, your teacher? Yeah, he was at a college where they were teaching pitching. He said, okay. I said, come on over. I got about 15 minutes. We can do this. He said, no, no, no. I have to pitch you for an hour. Now, I'm not sure what training said to him. I have to pitch you for an hour. No, I don't have an hour. You're going to pitch me a knife for an hour? Dude, I'm on home shopping. Pitch that knife in three minutes and I can sell 20 of them. And he, was, he had no idea what I was talking about. I said, look, I'll offer you my training for free just so you could write me a comparison between your college professor that's charging you thousands of dollars to learn an antiquated pitch system that I don't know that guy, guys sold anything, or you can come learn from me and practice with me and I'll get you to sell an entire set of knives in the time it takes you to drive to my house. So that's when I truly began to understand that what I do is a little unique and why you want it, I think is essential to really master these skills. And I'm happy to say he did work for Cutco, which is a great knife brand, uh, became the top salesman. And again, the thank you was, he had a graduation speech and he, he sent it to me and it included my name. And he's like, I learned more. And this is what he said, which is I, probably embarrassing for the college. He said, I learned more I hang out with Forbes and practicing her pitch techniques than all the crazy books and reading that I did in school. Uh oh. So, next thing you know, you're going to find me in college curriculums, or maybe not. I like this environment. All right. So, let's go back to I've got four minutes left to this broadcast. I'm trusting that you learned and comprehended some things that maybe you never heard before. Just to recap before I leave, we took the concept of you selling a product, pitching a service, an idea, anything that's in your head that you want someone else to do. And we gave it an analogy. We called it a car. Okay. And we want a really souped up pitch mobile. By the way, if you enjoy this broadcast, here's what I would love as a thank you. I'd love you to go to my social media and pop in a photo of who you think you are as a car. Do you think that you're a Ferrari? Do you think that you're a jalopy? Do you think that you are a convertible Mustang? Do you think that you're a Volkswagen bus? I'd be really curious. I love seeing this. So if you go to Forbes Riley on my Facebook, it's my favorite place to see these. Um, And my car changes all the time. But my my favorite one is Forbes Riley, the elegant bright silver Aston Martin with the caramel colored seats with a little back of gold trim, (laughs) right? All right. Actually, Jade, I'm reading some comments. I'm killing it right now because of these techniques. It's a must to learn them. My speaking capabilities are on fire. That is my hope, Jade. Thank you. That is what I'm looking for. So to finish my recap, we have a car. The car has a drivetrain. The drivetrain is you figuring out what your customer wants, not just telling them what they need. So write that down? Discovering what your customer wants, not just telling them what they need. That's part of your drivetrain. Have all four wheels all figured out. Truly label and understand your features and your benefits. And then do feature, benefit, feature, benefit. Not all features and not all benefits because the person, confused minds don't buy. Confused minds sit there with a look on their face like, I'm not quite sure what I should be doing, okay? And then after you've gotten your features and benefits, you're going to implement your assumptions. Now, I have two minutes left. Guys, this is not the complete formula. If you think that's all that you need and you go running out there, here's what I'm going to share with you. It won't work. You know why? Because what your car doesn't have is gas. I didn't have time to share the gas with you. So I. it doesn't matter if you've got a gorgeous Ferrari with cool hubcaps sitting in the front ear that costs you a million dollars. You don't have gas. You're not going anywhere. So there's a couple of more elements to the formula. It takes more than 45 minutes to, to really go through this and implement it. But what I'm hoping that you got by today, which I know that you got by today, is your ears perked up. You're like, wow, there's a system out there about how to pitch. If I could just master that, I could make more money. If I could just master that, I could get my product out. By the way, if I could master that, I could buy my kids better Christmas presents. I could go on vacation, buy a nice new outfit, or just have a savings in the bank for when I get older. That's the why I do all of the things I do to make your life amazing. Guys, I appreciate you so much. My name is Forbes Riley, Dr. Forbes Riley. Uh, and you're listening to The Forbes Factor, which is a weekly program on Voice America every Wednesday Eastern at 2 p.m. where I focus on health, wealth, and happiness. I normally have guests, some of the most amazing, wonderful guests, some major celebrities coming up in 2024. They're already book locked and loaded. I'm not going to tell you who they are just yet. Right now, if you're listening live, please go have a wonderful and happy and safe holiday season. And remember, little social currency. Reach out on my Facebook and say hi. Tell me what you thought. Give me some feedback. Ask some questions. And guys, I'm out for now. I will happily see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you again soon.